0: Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. What's going on, Mech Warriors? I'm your host, Josh. I've got my co-host, Justin, and Denim in the lands with me today. What's going on, Mech Warriors? Howdy, howdy,
1: Josh. Am I your favorite co-host?
0: If I had two medium lasers, I would (laughs) shoot myself twice. How about that? All right. I forget. I've never seen The Office in its entirety, but I know there's a line something like that, right?
1: I'm trying to remember. If I was
0: trapped in an office with one person with a gun, I would shoot X and Y twice.
1: Yeah, i shoot myself twice. There you go. Okay. Well, now the joke's not funny anymore. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, we killed um, it sorry folks oh it's already send down. us your no. hate mail yep
0: why is it whenever we try the plane comes into her landing we throw off the landing gear and we just crash and burn just
1: crash just it's the way we it's it's style right
0: it's true but uh we are the mech bay podcast your number one source for everything competitive to get casual tabletop battle tech which is a lot considering there's a lot of tabletop battle tech going on right now what is going on today Technically today while we're recording, gentlemen. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Gen Con.
1: Yeah, Jenkins. Gen Con. We've been Jenkins. seeing some
0: <laughs> Jenkins.
1: Yeah, let's slide right on in into that news. We've been seeing we've been getting that Gen Con drip. None of us are obviously there as we're recording right now and Gen Con's happening. But from our lovely Discord users, we've been getting some close ups, some nice shots. I think somebody even won something at Masters and Minions.
0: But yeah, so uh, firstly, have to thank listener Cataphract40, also Patreon to the Mech Bay Podcast show, uh, essentially dumping all of the on-the-ground Gen Con pictures for us to swoon and, you know, enhance about, because I wish we were there, but we're just not due to other things. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my vacation budget is all gone, and we all know why. <laughs> yeah. All gone.
1: because it was, it was Cataphract. He won a Painted Blood Asp. Ooh.
2: What? Yeah,
1: at Masters and Minions, yeah.
2: Whoa. It's Do we looking, know who he played?
1: Uh, yeah, they signed his record sheet, and I think it's Anthony Scroggins.
0: Nice.
1: Nice. Nice job. So,
0: okay, so it's not just the man, the legend, the Cataphract 40. It's it's literally the legend, the blood-ass, the Cataphract 40.
1: That's right. Clash with the uh, the Titans there, but it looks like he cleaned up good. We've been seeing uh, some other new sculpts, fresh off the print bed, into the CSO hands, I'm guessing. Some good-looking paint jobs. We got, what, the Alpha Wolf?
0: Yeah, so we got to see a quick Alpha Wolf prototype from Ironwind Metals, as well as the newly released Jade Phoenix. Mm, Well, (laughs) technically...
1: stab chronological going down the list
0: skipping ahead
1: it was the segue man we from segued you segued ahead of N- black knight Sorcero. <laughs> <laughs> yes josh is like only in order <laughs>
0: yes yes that's all my brain can handle
1: for all the listeners that can't see right now i skipped a couple bullet points ahead and broke the podcast so let's hit the rewind button back on up all right, we, so got <laughs> we got hats. Hats is next on the list.
2: I wish I looked better in hats. I would buy them all.
0: <laughs> Those were $30 a piece hats. Like, I don't know what hats you shop for for your, you know. well, You have a full head of hair, so I got to, like, first off, complain about that. But <laughs> the selection of hats was the Gen Con Battletech exclusive that was, you know, purchasable besides a few other things. But, yeah, so we got faction logos on hats. And, each and mugs. Each, and mugs, technically. Those...
1: I am more excited about the mugs. Yeah. So I,
0: I knew you would be more excited, says Mr. I used to make pottery yes. for Etsy. Yes. So we'll just segue into give me give me the critique on these mugs, Mr. Pottery Wheelman.
1: They look like production, but I'm trying <laughs> I would to... hope
0: they're production.
1: Yeah, I'm well, I'm trying to think of an equivalent. They're they're production, but they're still they're not like mass-produced mugs in China that had, you know, the faction stamps put on the side of them. They're they're a nice in between. They're possibly not artisanal.
0: Made... They're not mass-produced. They're somewhere in the lovingly handcrafted in a batch.
1: i uh, probably they're probably manufactured in the states. I would. I don't have the details on that though. But they, they're nice. But-
0: but from your Quality trained mugs. pottery eye, which is a weird thing for why you're mm. on the podcast is for all pottery <laughs> needs.
1: They're good. They're good mugs. Yeah. They look nice. I like them. I want one. Oh, me too. Yeah.
0: So we got logo mugs and logo hats. And the hats, they look pretty good. I mean, yeah. the problem is I want hats to be like wild and fun. But I don't know. Hats can't be wild and fun and just serve the purpose of keeping my head it not exposed to the sun so it's it's (laughs) like what do you want from this hat man what 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 hat slash faction would you get denim out of i mean assorted faction hats we saw i Mm.
2: I would have to get i would have to get the draconis combine because that's what i run the most mostly
0: okay Um, but i already have i've
2: got i've got the 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 hat from the um the the really cool hat actually from the HBS game Kickstarter. Mm. Uh, I, I really like that one a lot. Oh, you kicked that
1: one. You kicked oh, that did. starter, didn't you? I kicked that one hard. Yeah. Kicked that <laughs> starter. <laughs> all right. We all know I'd pick Merrick. I get that Merrick hat. Give me that purple bird.
0: I didn't see a Comstar hat. That was my problem. I was like, can I just Who's get a Comstar? Yeah. Can I just get a, a, a blank white unwashed <laughs> hat?
1: Yes. Comstar. I'll even take word of Blake at this point, guys. <laughs> After hats on, on the list is <laughs> the Black Knight. That's right.
2: That's coming back. That's coming back into the store. The plastic premium. Yeah. What, what wave is this? Can
0: can someone? I'm looking at my oh, like, imaginary whiteboard that's supposedly next to my computer that says which wave Black Knight are we on, Josh? Which which lot number is this? And I think it's four is it it's three or four four, right okay so i'm let's go through we got the creative juggernaut wave one black knight which shipped out sold out and then they kind of came back and then it had like a little little i don't count it as the second wave i say i count it as like continuous of wave one yeah then we have wave two where they were like oh crap we sold out like six months ago and we tried again and that's when I saw like a bunch of slippage on the product. Mm-hmm. And then we had wave three, which is like, we gave this STL to Ironwind Metals and it's now that same product in metal form.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: if you're following. And now this is mm-hmm. wave four, which is we took that same STL. We gave it to, I'm guessing Monster Fight Club to make as a premium miniature.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. They had to
0: redo it. They, they couldn't use the same one that the creative
1: juggernaut had. Oh, really? Yeah, pr- probably yeah. a different machine. I yeah. mean, there
0: has to be yep. like change like even from the metal the once it went from creative juggernaut to ironwood metals, they had to change it to like fix things like fill and you know space, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean it'll look the same, but but exactly. yeah. It's,
2: it's a whole different mold.
0: Yep. The core design has not changed. Only the production style. Right. right. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we we are on way for the black knight. So I'm happy for that because well, I'll talk about that later. But actually, considering we talked about our Solaris games last week, week before I last was like, recording, yeah, last recording, I was like, you know what? I forgot that there's a Black Knight specifically for the Solaris arenas. The Black Knight, you know, Red Reaper, and you know, mm. X Knights, and I was it's got like, that man, large shield, right? That large yeah. shield, not even a shield for its size, a large shield, and I was like man why have i never bought this and i went straight to the you know (laughs) model for it and i was like yeah that's why i haven't bought this so i'm like i'm actually waiting for this new black knight premium model so i can start converting up a solaris style black knight
1: nice Nice. there's also some premium Stormcrow, and there was a third one wasn't there
0: yeah the phoenix hawk was there which Technically, wasn't really changed from what it was before. Right. And then we have the rifle man in its man <laughs> big boy. version. Yeah. Not the rifle boy version, the <laughs> rifle man version. So that's actually pretty good that they've came around and like fixed that. Mm. Didn't break. Did
2: I mean, the rifleman didn't get fixed until it got double heat sinks, really. So, yeah. <sighs> uh,
0: <laughs> look, nice. we, we won at the primitive rifleman. The primitive rifleman was peak rifleman.
1: I I do like that one. That's a good sculpt.
0: I would have been uh, happy think, if they did the primitive one for sculpt wise. Like, yeah, give me something different.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. I like by I like the one with the two rack fives. I mean, that sculpt would be Ooh. different. Uh, I think that's oh, the
1: That one's the, got too many too many
2: wings attached to it. Uh, I just want the rack five part. I think that was
1: what the uh uh the 8D I think it's partially unseen or re-seen as well. Google image search go.
2: I don't know. I mean, I I only know it from its stats. It's got two rotary AC fives, two ER medium lasers, and it actually has armor, which which is cool. Oh, yeah, and jump jets. But
3: but uh,
0: mm.
2: my other favorite yes. is that is that nine T with the stealth armor that, that people have played against
1: me with. Yeah, I play that one.
0: Oh, yep. that, I, I'm looking at it now. Looking at the fortress.
1: That's model. the one I can only reach out to eighteen though, right?
0: yeah yeah it only goes at to 18 all its
2: weapons do five but the stealth armor is nice and it's got the light yeah. ac so it can use um all the
1: different ammo types lax light acs and light ppcs right and er mediums yeah yeah yep.
0: i'm looking at this it, rifleman 8d yeah everyone just buy the rifleman cut the arms off and and him, don't yeah. and throw away the rest of the mech please yeah. so yeah so we saw that blood-ass 3d print prototype we know that because it's still got like print lines going down it yes so. yeah but it still looks great like it's kind of it's, fixes it's gonna be cool what, yeah it's gonna be great it kind of fixes what was already there for the like Ironwind metals sculpts but it just kind of modernizes it like it's not a complete yeah. redo which is great like i i'm liking that it's consistent with historical art
1: yeah yep it's just like 20 percent less derpy <laughs> I'm not usually a mech foot guy, but the blood ass feet really do it for me. Just gonna throw that out there. Just,
0: just gonna throw it out. Those are good looking. I'm not feet. a feet person, but the blood ass <laughs> do it for me. That's right. Now I gotta look up the blood ass feet, says my Google search on <laughs> incognito mode.
1: Oh, Lord. Wait, We got a Kraken here too. Is this a grizzly and a hoplite I'm seeing from the Masters of Minions stuff? Which, but those are—I think those are coming out in Mercs, at least a lot of them. So yeah, yeah, stuff we just we've gotta seen wait. Before. Just waiting.
0: We got, so we had the Ironwind Metals booth. They had their brand new releases of the new Marauder, which has the essentially the swappable torso turret weapon, the, the so dorsal it, you know, weapon, the dorsal mm. weapon, you know, the goss Rifle LB or whatever you want on there. Oh, nice! It's a multi-part
1: kit. Yeah. Posable metal marauder. Nice. Yes. The new sculpt. I, I'm into that.
0: Uh, we got the new Mastodon. So that's the clan ghost bear Rosselhog Dominion mech. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, none of us are Rosselhog Dominion players. Thankfully. I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're all like, yeah, we could do it, but no. Nah, we're going nah, to have to
1: dig Kurt out of the grave. He's, he's got a Mastodon, it's on order. It's
0: on order. He, he was like, I don't play BattleTech anymore, but I'm still ordering. <laughs> and they're Jade Phoenix. And we actually got to see that painted up yeah. there. Uh, that's a big boy Jade Falcon Assault mech.
1: It's intimidating. Yeah. That's the one that jumps seven, right? Go, Sarna Search, go. Uh, <laughs> God. Why did I say it? As it was like halfway out of my mouth, and I'm like, no. <laughs>
0: don't say
1: <laughs> Don't say it. Control F, jump. Four jump jets with partial wings. I don't know what that does. That probably adds some stuff. Partial wing adds two. so That's only six. Nah, maybe it doesn't jump seven. Okay. So are
0: we all buying jade phoenixes or alpha wolves? Depending on how we vote for the who, who gets my vote for Terra, Ilkland. Yeah.
1: When I'm done with Southern Assault, my alpha galaxy jade falcon bird list is coming. Bird is the it's word? just the sculpts. I'm just going to have all my birds. When I'm I gonna mean, paint the black and blue Alpha Galaxy because nobody does that. I can't I've paint green Falcons. That. It's it's Alpha Galaxy. I'm like, I'm like, what? Because I know there's not. They don't all have to be green.
0: I'm pretty sure that's in the law.
1: Where are you who are you playing? Uh, I'm not Jade Phoenix. Why is that stuck in my head? I can't get out of Jade Phoenix. Jade Falcon. I'm playing some Jade Falcons. Uh, those are not green mechs, sir. Those Trade. are not Jade
2: Falcons. Aiden Pride is the Jade Phoenix.
1: Mm. Mm. That's
0: mm. What that trilogy was was named for.
1: Oh, no kidding. Uh. Yeah. All right.
0: Is the Mech technically named after him or the trilogy?
1: Probably named after him. I would hope so, because that'd be Just weird. Like the Bradleys named after Omar Bradley.
0: Look, he doesn't come
1: in with some <laughs> NCD. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the only one I got. Bam. Bam. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Hearts of Iron.
0: But yeah, no, um, those look great. I still think the Alpha Wolf is a weird mech in general, but that's a discussion for another day.
1: Don't have to love the record sheet. Do love that sculpt.
0: I do love that sculpt so much.
1: I thought I wouldn't like the sculpt. I saw the art and I'm like, "Boo." And then I saw the sculpt and I'm like, <laughs> "I might have to buy one of those. <laughs>
0: take my money." Um, speaking of take my money, so I've wanted to touch on this for the last couple of times, but the prices for these new mechs are essentially the price of a brand new force pack, like a four Mm. or five mech pack. What are we feeling like in general vibe wise on, I can no longer go to iron winds or fortress and buy willy nilly at the same price point that I can get plastic mechs anymore. No.
2: Do you mean it's like 30 bucks for, for a Jade Phoenix? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, That's that's a lot.
1: Sounds like it's time for a like, road trip to Cincinnati, boys. It I was is. Say
0: that's more than tw- than an essentials box. <laughs> it is twenty four dollars before shipping for a Jade Phoenix from Iron Okay, twenty
1: four isn't as bad as thirty,
0: right?
2: No, but if yeah. you can get enough people together to get the free shipping, that would be worth it. I'm not saying twenty four dollars is worth it. I mean, it would be better to do that mm-hmm. to to get some friends and do a bulk order.
1: I think the prices on the plastics will be going up soon, too. I think they already have, at least at uh, local game stores okay. and the Barnes & Noble. They used to be like $5. Clearly, they were priced at $5 per mini before, and I mm-hmm. think that's gone up a little bit. Yeah, but that More went up
2: plastic. Like, like two years ago almost.
1: It did. Yeah, it, it was, was a while, a while back. Ago.
0: It hasn't gone up recently.
1: No. Still cheap. There
0: was a Iron metal shipping increase, if I remember correctly. Yes. So, like, the models did not increase, but the shipping per model, per order went up. <sighs> they kind of got around that. But anyways, um, so out of the new things, the Marauder, Mastodon, Jade, Phoenix, and the other, like, you know, stuff, is there anything that you guys are really waiting for or just kind of, like, in general, like, picking it up
1: as it comes? I'll just pick them up as they come, yeah. Yeah. That, there's nothing I'm really um chomping at the bit for but there there there's some good stuff in there I'll be getting in the future for sure
2: yeah i mean i've got my my k2 my official k2 catapult mm. now um mm. so so i've got a lot of paint i've got lots and lots to paint so they can take their time right now
0: excellent <laughs> all right someone here wrote other like non tabletop news and like before i have them taken out and shot behind the shed um We've got MechWarrior Five DLC, Dragons Gambit. What is MechWarrior Five like? Where do I roll dice for that?
1: Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) MechWarrior (laughs) Five DLC is coming out. So if you are still playing MechWarrior Five, go buy it.
2: Hey, I will go back into MechWarrior Five to play some some Combine stuff. Man, down with that!
1: I got too many video games and board games and. War games, trying to get attention in my life. I just it is need a more lot. Time. Give me more time, please. <laughs> I just want to play the things I like.
0: You're the Outer Limits guy, like I just wish I had more time. Breaks his glasses, is like, oh no, I can't <laughs> read or do anything. That's right.
1: Don't monkeys paw this. <laughs> it's the uh, Twilight Zone, right? I was gonna oh, say, is
0: that, is that Twilight Zone? Oh man!
2: God, Doesn't
0: beat me to it. Oh no. But anyways, let's move on to some hobby
1: (laughs) progress. Hobby progress. (laughs) Woo!
0: Whoever's gotten the least amount of hobby progress has to legally go first. I'm going to go with It's Dustin. The least? Yeah.
1: Are you kidding me? I painted 10 warriors and 5 immortals.
0: I'm sorry. I need battle tech.
1: (laughs) Oh, correct. Then I had to go first with 10 mortals. 10 (laughs) immortals and... No, five Immortals and ten Warriors and three Scarabs and a Partridge and a Pear Tree. I bought one Locust Heavy Destroyer and assembled it. I paint that, and I have 2,000 points for the Necrons. <laughs> Painted. Done. I'm done. So then then I can paint my Southern Assault stuff. I thought I was going to have that for this recording, but then I found out that I didn't actually have 2K points. So, Oh, my God. I, I had to... I, I know it's rough. I had to go out and buy plastic and it's all painted and I didn't have to feel guilty about it this time. So we're good. We're good. I paint my Southern Assault stuff. My like 2023 20, goal will be reached. I'll be all caught up. Hell yeah, brother. I will not reached, achieved, achieved. All right. How about you guys?
0: Whoa, whoa. So so you got this heavy locust destroyer, which is essentially the big floaty boy, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. assembled yeah. and painted? No. I just okay. assembled. Just assembled. Okay.
1: So you'll have to listen to me talk about painting him on the next recording, but there should be some Battletech stuff in
0: so there. At least give me the percentage of painted Necron 2000 point army versus not. Like, what are we to completion done?
1: Oh, it's just a Locust Heavy Destroyer. So oh my God. That's like that's so close to being done. 40 Bro, points out of 2000 Why are you
0: recording points? right now instead of finishing your army? <laughs>
1: It's almost there. In the
0: history of Warhammer, no one has ever finished painting a 2,000-point army <laughs> that exists outside. Like, there's nothing more. There's nothing more, if I remember correctly. You have nothing more than 2,000 points of Necrons.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah. And I have to take some war gear to get... I actually have, like, 1,960 <laughs> points, but I have to take a couple of enhancements. They're called in Teth Edition. Sounds to like another to Locust
2: get. to me, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I do like my enhancements so you know it counts it counts, as I, it counts as 2,000 points yeah but it'll be done it'll be just 2,000 it'll be painted assembled and done yes I'm recording this that's... like
0: Dustin said he only would only buy 2,000 points on this date I will wait until he buys more well, than oh no,
1: no no I just said that's what I've got now I will be at some point in the future I'm sure I will add to my collection but I will be switching gears back to BattleTech. I got to prep for,
0: well, Southern Assault. Yes, which we actually have sign-up sheets for now. That's right. We just released the release the player slash sign-up sheet packet for that.
1: Yeah, so that that is news. I guess we should have put it in the news section. But yeah, if you haven't heard yet, sign up. I think there's uh, quite a number of slots this year, but they will be filling up. Yeah. It is the, I mean, can, can I just say it's the number one BattleTech event of the year?
0: I mean, it really is like,
1: at least on the East coast, I think there's a big thing in Texas. There's, there's West coast doesn't count, whatever. Now I, I don't to know, know what, what you guys are doing Texas. out there. There it's the, it's the battle bound crew. I'm pretty sure they do a thing out there.
0: What? This is the first time I'm literally hearing of it.
1: That's That's okay. But, or is it Oklahoma? It's like Texas or Oklahoma. It's the it's the plains somewhere in the Great Plains. I think they have in
0: Midwest now. The entirety yeah. of the Midwest, which apparently hey, Texas is already Texas. a lot of the Midwest. So,
1: the hey Texas isn't just a Panhandle. There's all that stuff up to the the northwest of Texas. It's a big state. But yeah, Oklahoma Texas area. I'm pretty sure there's like a like a thirty to forty person. Thing that has happened in the summers, or at some point they have a. I don't pay attention to forty persons. Is like
0: half the number of southern assault stuff. So, that's true. Like it's that's true. not even like the biggest comparatively. Yeah.
1: I don't. That's a I partially. Know, yeah, I don't know if anybody's kept track, but like classic or alpha strike event, probably the biggest alpha strike event ever. How many, How many people were there last year? Fifty-two.
2: 50.
0: Yeah,
1: something that's like a
2: that. lot. That's a whole lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Your boys got trophies too.
1: Mm-hmm. See y'all out there. Sign <laughs> up. We'll be there,
0: whether we like it or not. Oh, we'll like it.
1: I like it. I won't speak for you guys. <laughs> all Josh right. Josh is going to get tied up, and he'll be brought. He'll be in the trunk, kicking and screaming. I wish I was kicking and screaming. <laughs>
0: oh man! Now I got to remember. All right. So that was your hobby progress, which was ninety nine percent non battle tech focused. Uh, I also did a ninety nine point nine percent non battle tech focus. Considering it's only been like what two weeks since we recorded the last episode, I only cleaned my hobby bench, preparing for Dustin's tournament stuff to be received, painted, <laughs> list <laughs> made, and all that. So yeah, so I blame Dustin for my lack of hobby progress because i need needing to prep hobby progress for his tournament.
2: But cleaning is progress. Cleaning is progress. and buying is hobby
0: progress. And Taylor and I did my pine. My buying last episode. So nice. I did my assembling and all that. And now I'm like, okay, now I need to make
1: room to paint it. I look forward to seeing him
0: In Hobby Progress, I received not one, but two Great Death Legion Force Packs. One from my oh lovely, my lovely co-host, uh, Denham, who got me the Great Death Legion, because he just heard me talking about the Regent and the catapult k2 and the gargoyle looking through the window and the they're all good necks. everyone needs one yeah and then my wife was like I will also get my husband a great death legion oh, nice. force pack so now I have not one but two great death legion force packs what do I do with them i'm yet to figure that out but I got <laughs> two of them and that makes me happy nice it's like two knives but it's two great death legion
1: force packs it's better than one yeah
0: But yeah, so the region region looks great. Like that's also great. Does it? Yeah,
1: it does. Yeah. Okay.
0: I also because you know on our last episode I was like, man, I feel like I don't have a lot to contribute on this episode because I don't technically own a physical copy of the Solaris 2004 (laughs) Force Pack Map Pack (laughs) Scenario Pack thing. And I was like, oh man, let me get this. And well, two days later it shows up from Amazon, and I'm like. Oh, this is pretty cool actually.
2: Yeah. It's so fast. It comes so fast.
0: <laughs> I'm like, "Wait. This you're telling me this is sold on Amazon like actually from, FASA from Amazon, slash yeah. fanpro
1: directly?" Yes. That's wild. It's just, wild. That's been sitting on a on a, an Amazon shelf since the day it got like put into inventory.
0: I don't want to say based on the discord that we sold more of those. <laughs>
1: In the like. I think there's been a five thousand percent increase <laughs> in, the, in sales on the two thousand four Solaris Seven supplement map pack.
2: You know, we I mean, fan pro right now is like googling Catalyst and Solaris,
0: trying to find out what's going on. Yeah, that, what happened uh, caused this?
1: What's with our met- this spike in the metrics?
0: If you don't think I'm playing with one of those maps on Tuesday, you're wrong. <laughs> now, depending on what map. That's still up in the air, but I'm definitely playing on one of those maps and I'm definitely going to have a not fun time, but I have those maps.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, continue. they're fun maps. I'm not going to say they're balanced, but they are fun.
0: <laughs> oh, they are not balanced, <laughs> but they're definitely they definitely look fun and they're definitely different. Like they're yeah. definitely in old style, but in like not a bad way.
1: They're painted. They're like hand painted.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've I've
2: done 3D printing for the Steiner Coliseum, but I really want to do 3D print of the uh, the factory. I'd love mm. to have a good the good factory. STL library for
0: that. The factory looked good. The mountain. My wife looked at the mountain. She was like, "This looks fun." I was like, "Yeah, it does." And then you, and then I told her you have to cut it. And didn't oh, said, "No, it's mm. not fun." Have you tell me why in it's not it? fun? <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're all tunnels, and if you're in the wrong place, it's just like like. It, You're screwed. Well, it's kind of like a maze, but but there's four exits on the it, side.
0: We call that a labyrinth, sir. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's crazy.
0: If the maze is underground, it's technically a labyrinth.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean, definitely play it. It's 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 a Solaris map a hundred percent. If you if you were to really push your luck, go play it double blind so that you oh, don't boy. know where the other person is. and, and that's just, you know, that's that's a, an eight-hour game right there.
1: <laughs> Sounds like fun,
2: yeah. Especially when you, your fast, jumpy boys can't jump because it's underground. Oh Oops. yeah, there's the ceiling. I'm trying to think
0: what other hobby price. I bought a D36. Yeah, there you go. Unfortunately, I have to paint. I have to prime, <laughs> then paint, then highlight this D36 so I can actually use it. Because for some reason, my brain is like. The future is D36 as we combine two D6 into <laughs> a factorial of said D6 to make D36 with one, two, and one, twelve on it. And I'm like, why have I
1: gone down this path? You, you know, I think the, the place that the D36 can shine brightest is you have uh, your hit locations on your D36.
0: It's true, but this does not have that. it has the numbers so you really have to go it's it's no no time efficiencies. Yeah. Rather than rolling two clicky clacks, I roll one foldie yeah. pole.
1: If you had like one of those pucks that had four D36s in there, two on the front and one for the left and the right side, that would be pretty cool. Oh yeah. No, I
0: bet no. it would Dustin. Be.
2: You know that the Mega Mech, the latest version of Mega Mech, has an option, a little checkbox now. T- uh-huh. you know the the little picture they have in the middle of the of the of the page of the fluff image yeah you can you could replace that with the with the hit location table and whatever cluster tables that your mech currently uses so so like a shadow hawk would have the the 2 the 5 and the whatever else it, it might have
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i I, I think of the D36 hit location die with the actual like CT. No, no, I, I stuff understand. Like that.
2: I'm just saying it, that, that it is, that it is a nice thing that, that mm-hmm. they give you that option to have that right there in the middle of your page. So that, yeah. uh, so that you don't have to pull out that other sheet every single I mean, time.
1: I, I, I don't, I got that. That's in here. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But not it, everybody it, it, does. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's who the d thirty sixes would be for the people who don't have the hit location table in their head.
2: But you have to have three, one for the center, one for the left, and one for the right. Yep.
1: Yep. So yeah. that was my, my puck would have four. Two for the center, so you could roll more than one at a time. It would be nice. And then one for the left and the right. Four total. Because the, the, they would be different. But anyways, D36, any other hobby progress, Josh? A lot of to-
0: purchasing, a lot of cleaning, and a lot of, yeah, that's about it. Okay. I technically have to do repairs to the Greyhound, but that's part of the game's plate, so I took my freshly magnet. assembled Greyhound mech, and what I did was a lot of magnetizing, and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't like those magnets, so I just glued it. The glue broke, but the magnets held. Now I gotta re-glue it in the position <laughs> I wanted. Nice. Yeah. Wait, did we Is skip
1: Denim? Do you have hobby progress?
0: We, yeah, we have I, I do. We not skipped him. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's next. I'm oh, okay. waiting okay. patiently. Patiently. Right. I have a lot of hobby progress because I spend a lot of my week not doing games.
1: Okay. All right. All right. So you glued, now- you glued him back. You magnetized him. <laughs> then you didn't like it. And then you glued him. And then he came unglued. And you yes. glued him again. All right.
0: Now to sit him because apparently you want to move ahead. <laughs> no, we could talk more about you. No, no. It's my <laughs> podcast. We'll talk about who I want to. So yeah,
2: I I obviously didn't give Josh my only copy of the Grey Death Legion box set because uh, if I only had one, it would be mine. So I gave him my extra one. But like so many others who have the Grey Death box set, I have been painting up my own Grey Death Legion, um, collecting oh, all the yeah. all the mechs from the original books. You know, get the get the McCall's Rifleman, get the two Stingers. Uh-huh. I painted, uh, I've got the hero, the hero Marauder from the first Kickstarter, Grayson mm-hmm. Carlyle's, uh, command mech. Um, and I use that, uh, that contrast gray with a, with a white base and a, in black stripes to make a really nice,
1: uh, oh, nice. really nice
2: gray camo, uh, Yeah. And then I was like, I should go buy some decals for that. I forgot that while I was at Adepticon, they had a sheet of the Grey Death decals that I purchased. Mm. Um, so when I was I was flipping through some stuff, I'm like, Oh wait, I already bought those. Nice. So it's it's looking all pretty now. I know I posted a picture of it on the Discord, but uh, for some reason the camera made it like super light. It is much much darker than that.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
2: ended up going with a um a desert base for it because trellwan is a isn't very mm-hmm. arid planet. So, so that's, uh, that's what I'm going with, but yeah, so my hobby progress has been, has been great Death Legion stuff and, uh, it's looking pretty good.
1: Okay. So it's darker than this. I went ahead and searched it up. Yeah. Beautiful work. And then, um, while I was searching on the discord for your picture of the, I saw your very cursed Jade Falcon t-shirt that says clan ghost bear on the back. <laughs> I know
2: It's so awesome. <laughs> I thought of, uh, <laughs> I thought of our own uh, our own pizza lawyer when I saw that, so I had to send yeah. him a picture and give him a small a small stroke. Nice
1: painting up the Marauder. Anything else? Uh, just 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 gray death stuff. So, all, I've right. Got, uh, all right,
2: I've got the Marauder is 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 completely finished, um, and then I've got uh, uh, six other mechs that are in various stages of of progress, uh, but they're all looking fantastic.
0: Fantastic.
2: I need I need to get more decals. I'm going to run out before my company is finished. Ooh. That's it for me for hobby progress.
1: Are we ready to move on to games played? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you have any games played, Dustin? Oh, I played the cursed game.
0: <laughs> the game that shall not
1: be named. The game that shall not be named.
0: Tell me about your game uh did i, talk I pay about for it? the minute and so i'm gonna fill it no all matter right, what
1: right. let's see i played as a uh, my first army that i picked up was tau i played against a tau player for the first turn i used my necrons and they turn one to my triarch stalker which is like a dreadnought thing with a couple extra wounds it's a walker so, yeah, he, it's a yeah walker. he's a walker he got first turn and blew that off the table and i'm like oh no this is why everybody hates tau and it's me <laughs> <laughs> i played the objectives i didn't have much of an army left but i think i went out on the objectives for that game so just getting used to 10th okay
0: yeah you know nothing I mean, fancy you got, more, you got more games
1: of warhammer than i have so uh that's, that's pretty much it i've been i probably won't be playing any battle tech this month because I have switched quickly be switching into tournament prep mode just to make sure all my T's and eyes are my all my eyes are crossed and my T's are dotted and then I will get back get back to battletech playing some battletech how about y'all yeah
2: I mean I've been I've been validating people's lists for your tournament
1: thank you so that, much for that. that
2: kind of counts um, i I do hope that more people send those lists in uh, before the, the time limit because uh I don't want I don't want to spend three straight days doing them. So you know. Send them in, folks. Send them in. Please. Please
1: send Wait them till in. Until the last minute. Sake. You heard it here. Yeah, don't do MTO. I'll give you arbitrary uh negative points or something. I don't know.
2: I've I've uh but as far as games played, I have done a couple blind boxes and a couple intro games for new players because we've had quite a few new players.
1: Even more. It just yeah. it keeps on keeps yeah, on there's growing. so many players. It's incredible. It's truly a golden age. How, how about, about you, you Josh? Josh? Oh,
0: I was gonna say, tell me how these intro games went.
1: I mean, they're just like
2: literal intro games, as in here is how you move the mech, here is how you do this. Now shoot me, and now you're gonna want to go over here. It's it's like the basic, the most basic intro games where where it's not about winning and losing.
0: Did they seem yeah. like they were interested afterwards? Like, one of players. them walked
2: away with $300 of BattleTech oh my. stuff.
0: Okay. See, this Whoa. is something that I need to know. Like, yeah. really? watch out watch yes. out for the guy with all gray plastic next week but all painted <laughs> next week. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, it's basically, "Oh wow, what what
2: what stuff is there?" Like, "Here you go. Here's all the box sets, here's all the the things." Awesome. And it takes a while to add up three hundred dollars in
0: BattleTech. Like BattleTech mm-hmm. is not Warhammer. That's not. That's not a model. That's <laughs> yeah. No, it's that's, that's like it's like ten a lot. force packs or twenty five force packs. A rule book and a map pack. Like I can do the math, you know, separations, yeah. but I don't
1: want to. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like twelve. Well, it's like they're they're like they're probably well they're probably thirty dollars each. So twelve, yeah.
0: Dustin's like, I'm checking Josh's math and finding it's pretty acceptable. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's almost like I can do that when I'm intoxicated.
2: The local store has those pre-painted Gale Force 9 buildings Mm -hmm. from from Thunderhead. And they are dense and heavy and awesome. Awesome.
0: And a great way to spend your money. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Great way to spend your money.
0: (laughs) So what mechs did you take to this intro tech game? Because that's what I'm most interested in
2: oh really no i was it was the the normal things i took i took a Wolverine um mm. and yeah I mean it wasn't the beginner box, but we used a lot of the beginner box mech type things uh it was it was mostly mediums with a few lights um i, I like to bring the uh the locust just to show them what speed is i like mm. to bring the the commando to show them.
1: What ammo explosions are? What,
2: what ammo explosions are? You know the the shotgun mech or the what? What do I call it? The uh, the claymore mech. So yes. mm, this this side towards enemy and it it fires off does a lot of damage but doesn't last very long after that, <laughs> and then it dies. Yep. The Wolverine is one of my favorite go to mechs just because it does all the stuff, and you know a battle master to show the the potential of of an assault mech. Uh, it looks scary but it is not invincible. Yeah but it has guns pointing out the back, so you can't sneak up on it.
1: No sneaky. Yeah, it was a good
2: time. Good times were had by all.
0: Well, I got a... I don't want to say high-level game, but it was like tournament practice high-level nice against Jeff. This was a rematch against a game last time, last episode. What was it this episode for that? A previous game! How about that? <laughs> there you go. And in the previous game, I took the Warcrow carrying crow you know combo crow and we blasted some headshots and some crits and made that person feel like you know what taking anything against this level of atms is in it inefficient so we played again they were like let's do a rematch and i was like all right and i took a my gray knight <laughs> greyhound 18 because one of those is the mech and the other one's a Warhammer 40,000 faction. Dustin's <laughs> laughing his ass off right now.
1: I'm just laughing because I'm looking at the notes and I see Greyhound and Knight and Grey Knight and you just yeah, run yeah, Burgundy yeah, together. Yeah, <laughs> it's real hard.
0: You can see where I messed up here. Oh,
1: I can see it. That's why I'm laughing.
0: <laughs> uh, I took a Kintaro 21, the C3I variant, a Risen 301, also C3I Lincoln, and then a Dragoon 05, the... Mm. Blessed order, Comstar, redo Dark Age, Boogaloo, C three I, nice, boom, bada bing, bada boom. Link those up with a Greyhound. You've got a triangle C three I and a Greyhound with TSM and a Claw. And I fought a a, a Stormcrow with the Goss, and then four improved heavy medium lasers because mm. they really like in that one. A black Laner with a bunch of machine guns, and then a Hammerhead, and then some Elementals. And I was like, okay. Was acceptable, so we roll into this game. The Greyhound was great; it supercharged turn one to like get like more than midway up the field. Nice turn, turn one, is putting rear shots on the Stormcrow. I'm like, this feels dirty, but mm-hmm. it could never get its crit rolls. But it was constantly in rear arcs, and I was like, this is great because it was at this moment that I discovered why I love TSM. As someone who would never put TSM on an actual tabletop. I'd put it in MegaMec, which Megamec oh, is t- okay. MegaMec TSM feels different than back alley TSM. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you
0: gotta you gotta manually
2: turn the heat sinks off in Megamec, and it really teaches you this is the phase that you have to do it. And it's not yep. like, oh, by the way, I turned my heat sinks off last turn. I'm like, no, no, that's not how that works. Now we didn't
0: do any turn and <laughs> heat sinks off. We were just like shoot everything, and apparently get hot. Apparently, Josh was smart enough when he made this Greyhound variant to make it pretty good. Not like super hyper-optimized, but like, all right, you're at 10 heat. You're great. Like, yeah, you're, you're yeah. the same walk-run speed as you are on the sheet, and you just act like normal, but you're twice as strong in melee. I'm like, that's great, Josh. Thanks.
1: <laughs> thanks, past Josh.
0: Yeah, thanks, past Josh, says future Josh. So it was great. I did like nine points of a punch to a hammerhead arm and I was like, oh, oh, that's nine actual like bubbles, not like nine half bubbles. That's like 18 half bubbles. And I was like, Yeah. Yeah, I can un- understand why people like TSM now. And that entire match was like, see through I plus TSM is good. And I was yeah. like, yeah. As my mental health declined from work events, my desire to play Word of Lake increases, and I'm on a good vibe right now, says the Word of Lake player. But it was a great game. I essentially brutalized the Stormcrow until it fell down face-first, and then was, like, shooting in the rear. My Kentaro died because it can't generate enough of a TMM, but also doesn't Mm -hmm. really have enough weapons. It's just got two ER medium lasers, and Two SRM sixes, even with C three I, it's not really putting out the damage I really need it in a like four v three mech on mech game. The Rysian was dancing around with the hammerhead. That's kind of like a wet noodle versus a wet noodle fight because one mm-hmm. of them's good at tanking, the other one's terrible at damage. So it was really just Stormcrow versus Greyhound, and then the dragoons over there. Oh, there was a Dasher involved, but man. That dasher went behind the Dragoon, but the Dragoon is really just a rifleman with ferro lamellar armor and seizing oh. So, guess what? Arm flip, arm bada flip, bada bing, bada boom. The Dragoon falls down because it took 20 damage from like what six heavy, small lasers. Oh, the, the H. Dasher. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Is there any other Dasher that's ever been ran?
1: Yes, there are. Yeah. The you dasher, either take the Dasher P. You
0: either take the cheapest Dasher or you take the heavy, small Dasher. It's true. <laughs> but anyways, you're not wrong. Anyways, the Dasher falls down. I hit the Dasher like with the plasma rifle and the LV-10. I fail to like kill anything, but I take an arm off. It falls and destroys the rest of its right torso or left torso or whatever and blows up the engine. I'm like, Great dashers down the dragoons fallen but one of those is a much better trade than the other <laughs> the Guitaro dies i like hit the black laner three times in the head in the same mm-hmm. shot phase and i'm like i swear statistics are not a lie and i'm i promise these dice are not weighted but i was like mm.
2: I don't know, right. you lent those to someone else, and they also had an inordinate amount of headshots, so...
0: When I, when I play Warhammer with these dice, they're like, no, nah, you only <laughs> get twos and threes. And when I play Battletech, they're like, yeah, we're made for this! Anyone is welcome to use my dice, by the way. I'm not, like, you know... <laughs> I'm not, you know, running to the toilet to flush these down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> A certain someone in a recent podcast. Uh-huh. Recent, you know, Warhammer tournament. But anyways, yeah, so that was a great game. Like I said, I didn't really touch the hammerhead. The Stormcrow was, you know, unconscious, on the ground, and the Black Lanner, Black Lantern was dead on that turn. So we called it. The problem was we were playing a tournament mission for your tournament, Dustin, and neither okay. of us were actually doing the objective.
1: Oh. <laughs> still still a murder fest. We
0: were like This objective is great, but not for a pickup game on a work night
1: in a weekday.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we were like, can we just throw mechs at each other? And we were like, yes, please. That's all I'm mentally able to do right now. So we were like, we fought the game and like did the mech versus mech to see how we were like, our mechs felt. And then we kind of like looked like, okay, would I change what I did for the objective? And we're like, for this, I would, would, and that would change the game, please. So, it was a great practice game for the tournament as well as great practice game for seeing what worked and what didn't work nice that was my games played <laughs> i also played a whole bunch of board games with my wife and our mutual friends that came over, and we played steamed up the dim sum board game and
1: <laughs> dim sum board game nice yeah no it's
0: a dim sum board game it's like literally like steamers and you have to like get tokens and pick dim dim sum out of this is i swear so not sponsor, it's not That's sponsored so by a dim sum board game <laughs> person but i was like hey guys i do actually play other board games besides Battletech. i do actually a lot right so this week was steamed up and some carcassonne because apparently mm-hmm. i like to build mega castles which are just like giant phallic lines of castles and my wife likes to build mini like Two two tiles worth of hexes, and she always wins. And I'm like, fine, I'm building fine. mini micro castles. So so that's what I'm angry about. But I almost
1: won this time, guys. That's all I'm going to say. And that's my games played. Nice. 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 Do we have any fan mail this week or upcoming events besides the obvious? We have Games Castle Alpha Strike Tournament in South
0: Carolina, the Cal- Carolina to the South in Greenville and
1: then lower we, carolina
0: a lower yeah. carolina on the 20th of august we have nashcon starting on the 17th and then a whole bunch of battle tech going on that so by the time Damn. this comes out you got a week so it it's time to get those lists submitted folks mm-hmm. you got heard nova me coming up
1: too hmm? got nova coming up in august right
0: yeah we got nova coming up We're in That'll august. be august oh. end of august early september and Desperate uh-huh. Designs putting that on. I think they just released their semi-final mission pack.
1: Yeah. Northern semifinal. Assault.
0: Northern Assault.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They have they have like 30 something people
1: signed up yeah. for that. That's it's bigger this year. Yep. I'll be able to go to a convention one day. One day. One day. Nashcon or Gen Nova, probably, because they're closer.
0: We have your tournament, Dustin, on the
1: twenty sixth. Coming up soon. Soon. Oh, yeah.
0: That's like 20 days. Yep.
1: Final prep time. All right. And I think it's time
0: to take a short break, and then we'll get into our main subject, which is why we play Battletech when it hates us so much.
1: Why do we?
0: All righty right. I'm Mr. Kazarok here with the commosha doing a routine mech Bay inspection. Now, so far, it looks like all your paperwork is in order, but I'm going to need to see your... Sweet Blake Almighty, is that an exposed coolant leak in the middle of the mech bay? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's easier to just hit the drain plug when we're coming in, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. At the minimum, you need four-foot railing surrounding it, but... Sweet Tara's titties. it's that man firing that medium laser in the bay itself? He's uh doing a low power calibration and checking the alignment against the uh, barn door of a wall over there. Oh, Lake Preserve, man. Three days away from retirement. Not. <laughs>
1: Hey, boss, I
0: finished stacking those Inferno SRNs just like you asked. I, uh, put them next to the incendiary AC bins under the reactor exhaust. You know, keep them warm for when we need them. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna slide this pile of coolant-soaked sea bills over to you and rethink my life choices. Uh, sound good? Oh, get me the The heavy ROM. The heavy ROM. Alright, we are back, and we're talking about quote, gambling with your feelings are attacks and headshots with wrong with Battletech. Maybe. Maybe
1: not. We'll talk we'll we'll find out.
0: Yeah. Because we all have different opinions. So we're talking about negative play experiences, which are really anytime anyone feels bad about playing, and mm-hmm. like not in a good way, like, oh, I'm playing and I get to turn this around or no. I just feel bad, and there's not really a way I can feel good about it because the game is directly making me feel bad. Now, be- before we get too deep into this, Josh, I-, I do want
2: to point out I will be the voice of of uh, not the company man because, you know, I'm not. But I, w- I will – the voice of reason, if Battletech was a bad game, it wouldn't have survived 40 years. So we're not trying to say – But
0: no, you're right. Like, so Battletech isn't a bad game at its core, but it does have things that make it a not great experience. Like, I can come away with playing Battletech and not, like, be happier for playing Battletech at its core.
2: I can't. I tried. I tried really hard. Can't do it. That's good for you. I wish I could.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I've gotten my butt kicked before. I can't remember if it was negative player experiences that we're going to talk about that maybe.
2: And I don't think we're talking about that here. We're not talking about did you win or lose? No. I mean, that's a whole different thing because cause I can lose a game and still have a great time. But this is this is not that this is not what we're talking
0: about. No, because I can lose and have a lot of fun, which means I can do everything that I wanted to do. And everything that I did was rewarding for me, whether it be like an emotional reward or like a game mechanic reward.
1: And on the flip side, you know, I can win in Battletech and feel bad about it just yeah. because.
0: Oh, yeah, that's almost easier than <laughs> losing.
1: So, yeah, let's talk about that.
0: So, like I said, if Battletech was a bad game, it wouldn't have survived for 40 years. Is that like in spite of itself? Like Battletech wants, I don't know, I I don't want to do the should have gone through at least a second major revision in some of that time. I mean, it did go through some revisions but
2: my, my point is is that uh, I think some of these things that we're going to be like, oh, well, this is, uh, Battletech is good despite this. And I really think that it's good because of some of these things, mm-hmm. but not for the reason that you'd think. But we'll get into those. We'll get into them. Like, there are definitely some things that I've seen in Battletech where that was a horrible experience, but those have been ratted out. And so we could talk about that, too. I don't know if you want me to just. Yeah. No, go for it. The, the, the main one, the one that popped to my head first was uh partial cover pre 2004. It was a mechanism that, that, you know, you want partial cover to be helpful, to be beneficial to you. And when you get into partial cover and you realize that, Oh, that was the worst thing that could have ever happened. And I have died because I took partial cover. That is a negative play experience to me. And and that broke the game. But they, they realized that and they fixed that because it actually did break the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I think of negative play experience, I'm thinking of like I'm rolling dice on the table. Something happens. And I'm like, you know what? This wasn't actually worth coming out this day, like whether it be a mechanic or just like what happens and it's completely out of my control, like there's nothing I can do to mitigate or change the outcome of something, whether it be a rule or a dice roll. What about you for Dustin? Or is there anything that like, have you ever felt like a day when you're playing battle? Like is like, yeah, I came out worse, feeling worse than when I went in.
1: It's never been because of the game. I, will say <laughs> right,
2: <that. yeah. laughs> I
0: was going to say that.
2: I, I've, I've, there have been people that I've played that I have felt that way, but not, not the game itself. All right. Well, me and you are looking at two different rule books then. Yeah, it seems like it. But when I think about it, it's not, it's not the rules. I'm not saying it's perfect. I've never said that it's perfect. Yeah, same. But uh, but let's let's start going down some of these because some of them are really
0: are really eye opening. So let's talk about some that are built into the games, like the basic ones. Now these are more like intrinsic to BattleTech as a whole. Like these are core functionality for tabletop classic BattleTech.
1: You're you're gonna encounter these regardless of the equipment you bring to the table. Exactly. Yes.
0: First off, Battle Heck is kind of designed around a 50 50 chance. Like, as a whole, Gunnery 4, like, you're not starting out with a perfect every right. time you roll is a hit. No, you're starting out at a four on a 2d6, which is not a guaranteed hit. Mm-hmm. And then it only gets worse from there. It only gets That's worse right. from there. Like, there's not a lot, <laughs> at least an intro, even to standard tech, that you can do to really make that better. It's like, no, no. Average of you walking an opponent and the range, it's like, yeah, you're looking at fifty percent or less on yeah. average. Like the average shot is less than fifty percent. And I'm like, that's that's kind of a negative player experience to start
1: with. Yeah, I think that comes from its old uh simulation style roots. A lot of shells go down range, very few of them connect.
2: Yep, yep. You're just you're just pouring down its quantity over quality. Back in back in the old days though, it was you know, we we didn't have battle value. So it was, you know, it's it's an eight on eight fight. And with an eight on eight fight, even rolling nines and tens, some things are going to hit, and that's where the action happens on those. But when you've got fewer and fewer mechs, I agree you, you do have to you do have to bump that gunnery down you you want to have some threes in there just to just to counteract that because a one number shift like even going from a 10 to a nine is actually a really big
0: percentage uh in in hit chance it's hard when the core of the game is based on you roughly missing like the default is the game wants me to miss and that is when it's most balanced it's wanting me to like all right every out of every let's say roughly three turns two of them are me missing the majority of my shots and then that third turn is when i hit and do his damage i'm like cool could we just get rid of those two turns where i miss but we can't because on those two turns that you missed i might be hitting you that's true so it's an the the game as a whole is designed around one player having a negative play experience and the other player having a positive exploit i think it was designed around having a lot more
2: units so that it evened out
0: one one unit per turn is having a positive play experience, and the other three in your lance are having negative experiences, yes, and all you remember is the positive one unit that's what I remember <laughs> 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 that has always been like a negative play experience, and I feel like they tried to fix it when they introduced clan. It's like oh, veteran gunnery and piloting skills are kind of the norm, so like that lowers it to you know on average you're hitting more a seven is actually. Relatively easy on two d six,
2: but then if you follow that logic, like now we've got we've got uh, pulse lasers with targeting computers and and and, and, and all those things. <laughs> well, but that's yeah. So so is it is it more fun when you hit every single turn with every single weapon, even if you are jumping and and at long range?
1: My light my light mechs say no.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. The native play experience has been shifted. The whole package has moved.
2: Light mechs, because of how easy it is to hit, are less fun to play.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll be so cagey with your lights when there's tacks and targeting yeah. computers and pulses on the table.
2: So it's a give or take. You know, you either don't use light mechs and, and everyone has a little bit more fun because it's easier to get through the armor, or light mechs are more functional uh, and they, they can actually do a job, but your heavies are, are missing more. And armor seems to be more important because you don't get hit as often.
0: But that seems to be like a core function of the game. Like the two hit number is constantly like okay on whether it be a fifty percent or less or more. Some things are more viable than others. But I, I think I think that a
2: fifty fifty chance of something happening in general is a pretty consistent theme throughout the game, and I think it. I think it was designed with that in mind and it's, you know, they've done, they've done well in some ways and not
0: so well in other ways. But, but I think, I think in general, that is, that is a good design. Okay. This is a rule that completely just was like, your person rolled better dice than you. And this, and the statistics said, you don't get to have fun tonight. And the first one that I could think of was through armor criticals. And I know I'm with I'm sitting with two people that are like, <laughs> my bread and butter is through armor critical. How oh, dare yeah. you? I like them for different reasons than Dustin, but yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I I think tacks are fun. Yeah.
0: Now this is the old snake eyes, so this is rolling two on two D6. This is the one in thirty six chance, or roughly three mm-hmm. percent of all shots are going to be a through armor crit.
1: Uh, all location rolls.
0: On location rolls, yeah. So, floating crits is the optional rule, which is kind of mitigates this, but I feel like doesn't really mitigate it as a whole. Oh,
2: yeah. I think floating crits are sometimes way more dangerous exactly. <laughs> than standard. Way more dangerous. Yeah.
0: So, like, then you roll your 2 on 2d6, then you roll again for a new location, and boom, bada-bing. That's like, oh, now that location gets the crit, and then you roll to see if you're 8 up, and your critical determining hits table stuff and yep. i'm like it's great but i still probably got a crit like 40% 40% chance of 3% so i'm talking about roughly less than 1.5% of the time mm. i'm getting a crit roll just no matter what yeah let's just say what it is
1: well when you when you attack you do still have to roll for a chance to crit so your 3% turns into roughly 1.5% of yep. actually getting those those the juicy bits on the inside, so to speak. But yeah, if you do play it the usual way, it's going to go into torso locations, front arc is center torso, and left and right arcs are left and right torso, respectively. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty slim chance, but I, I can understand why it's a negative player experience. So maybe we should go over real quick what we think through armor crits take away from the game. And I can go first. I think the through armor crit can take um, potential away from the game. Like we all have had the fresh mech that gets tacked and now you've got some engine hits or gyro hit or multiple, or if you're especially incredibly unlucky, you can just scoop the whole engine, get three engine hits and just be out a pristine, fresh mech. And you see all the potential, all the turns that that mech would have been doing work and it was kind of taken away from you stolen from you so i do empathize it's it's a it's rough especially when the mech is fresh
2: i mean yes that that is a detractor for sure but mm. what it adds is is story like it adds mm. personality to the match so it's not and and i guess that's that's i don't always come to battletech thinking of it like like a tournament where things have to be fair and balanced and everyone has to have an equal chance uh, if you play it narratively, uh, and even if you're doing missions at the table for pickup games and you don't treat each game as a, as as an entity, it makes for some really good stories of that one mech, that really powerful mech that uh, that you were you know you, you were counting on. it was it was the linchpin of your whole operation and one lucky shot takes it out. yeah, it's it's it can be a bad experience. Unless you make it part of your internal story and that way it's, it's bad luck, but it's a cool event that happened. And how did I then rally my forces after that and, and either pull a, pull a win out of that or, or, you know, I fought really hard, but eventually that was what the thing that that caused me to lose that mission, but it's still part of the story, which doesn't work for tournaments, but does for the way that I tend to play it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. What about you, Josh?
0: I mean, I'm more into the pickup game, just like, think about that day or that week, like, oh boy, these are the new models I got, and I'm really excited to throw them on the table. I don't really have, like, a narrative or, like, historical attachment to them, and I'm just like, cool, let's see how they do. And I want to play, like, Battletech as its purest board game style, so I don't really have any attachment to any specific mech, but... There are times when the biggest mech I have, like turn one or t- turn two, like I see memes about this mm-hmm. in general, in the general the battle tech public of yep. the tech. Like, oh, you had one LB10 or LB2 pellet hit, and you've got, you paid for all the armor and you didn't get to use the armor, which is the problem. And it hits, and it gets like two engine hits or at worst, it hits a gyro and cool, every PSR you take is plus 3, every time you take 20 damage, it's plus 3 and I'm like, that's awful, like there is no it's crippling, like the I would rather almost just take that mech out and not think about it anymore, like yeah he forced withdrawals and do I get any bonus for withdrawing him? No it's just, no, (laughs) exactly like, the tack like and even if you float that, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it gets a leg. Oh, great. I, I hip or I get an arm. It's like, oh, there's a primary weapon. Or worst case is a torso or something with an ammo. It's like most, most of the time it'll hit a torso location, and still take out an engine or gyro. I'm like, great. So what would have been originally. So floating didn't really help. Thank you. So no, I'm, I'm not one that really, like, I don't want to accept that the tack is intrinsic to enjoying battle tech. Yeah. Well, they're cinematic. And once I
2: keep going back to it, but, but if you, if you take larger amounts of units in a classic game, so eight or 12 per side, uh, the, the tax are what speed up the game a lot. Like it's, it's pretty essential to getting a game done in, in a, in a quicker amount of time, because again, it's, it's the numbers of units that you're playing with and, and losing one mech isn't, isn't defeat because of that one mech. Um, especially since you have 11 more mechs to shoot at there at, you know, your opponent's team and you might do the same as well because it's a numbers game. It's what is the percentage to do that? How many dice you're rolling, the more dice you're rolling, the better. Um, and the more mechs you have, the more dice you're rolling. It's just that people aren't used to playing, you know, when's the last time you guys played a classic with, with more than eight units per side as a regular game?
1: Like it just doesn't happen anymore. I think that was like a year ago, to be honest. Tax, tax do add uh, a balance. It's, you know, I, mean, I feel like how much rock, paper, scissors you want in your war game is like a whole separate conversation, but it does punish big, expensive units for yes. being, being brought. So they do, tax do add that to the game. You can avoid the punch of attack by bringing more. And less expensive units, so it's not it's not like there's nothing you can do about tax which make them feel a tiny bit less bad, I guess in a way because it's not it's not something totally unavoidable in the game. You can build around it a little bit yeah
2: hardened um, armor
1: for one uh, yes,
2: just ruins that that whole average
3: mm-hmm
0: statistics for pain armor are not equal to the statistics for paying for tax like. Armor. I can pay for armor all day, and the St. LB10 pellet will take out an engine. Like it's not even one pellet will take out one slot. It's no one pellet could take out three slots, and I don't know how. I mean, I know how it bounces around like some magic marble that, by the grace of Blake, is designed to kill mechs.
2: I mean, it can't with hardened armor because you can't roll a twelve. But Correct. yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. <laughs>
1: The simulation part of this game is built in with the tech. I mean, was it the Arizona that was sunk with basically one bomb in Pearl Pearl Harbor?
0: I was about to Google Sarna Arizona <laughs> Pearl Harbor. I was like, <laughs> wait a second, that's not battle tech. That's real life.
1: It is real life, but I, I think the 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 simulation roots of the game are built into that. Ammo ammo does cook off, you know, occasionally. A, a recoilless rifle takes out an Abrams in Af, you know, Afghanistan. So I think the through armor crit kind of.
0: I mean, everyone has their magazine explosion, whether we like it or not. I mean,
2: even those have been tried to mit- been mitigated with case and then case two. Mm-hmm. So, so with with the advent of the pulse laser and the targeting computer. They understand that those things do tend to happen more because you're hitting more and you've got fewer units. So in order pro- to protect them, you've got your case. You've got your case too. You can armor engine slots. Uh, I don't know if that's, that's Tac ops, right? Pro- might be. I'm not sure. Armor, armoring but. your own. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in one of the rules books that has armor rules components, for, for ar- armoring components. But yeah, I mean, tacks were definitely built into the game. Uh, I think with with uh, the advent of smaller unit engagements, it's Kinda it shows that. up as more of a problem. It has skewed that to, to more of the, well, that just ruined like this. Like there's no point in me finishing this game because I, I just lost half of my B, BV with one shot right at the beginning of the game at 28 hexes
1: away. I, I like to power through those games. Yeah. Cause you, Cause you might get a headshot. So headshots, if we want to move on to headshots, are kind of a similar thing, same same percent chance, except the result is a little different. Whereas attack, you roll the snake eyes on the location, you get a chance for crit. A headshot's a headshot. Your pilot takes damage
0: automatically. Like there's no it that is that 3% chance of hurting your pilot.
1: I think this passes the Denim cinematic test. Very cinematic. There's a curve to this one. You you need to roll 3-up, 5-up, 7-up, 11-up to keep your pilot awake after taking a headshot, so that doesn't feel as punishing. If you take 10 damage to the head, then you're looking for a crit. You might lose your cockpit. That's a similar situation as the through-armor crit. Or you might just lose your head altogether. So how is this similar and dissimilar to the through armor crit as far as negative player experience goes?
0: I mean, I feel like I've mentioned the like LB10, and really it's any weapon, like any weapon can hit the head. Any weapon can do a through armor crit. The problem is damage is irrelevant for either of these. Like a single hit to the head versus an eight-damage hit to the head does one point of
1: damage. I would, I would disagree a little bit. I think damage is more relevant for headshots.
0: i I mean, yes, because <laughs> you, <laughs> you can might take multiple thrower crits and it's like, okay, one damage, one damage, one mm-hmm. damage and you know but you know you take three damage to the head and it's an automatic head hit. like uh, you don't roll a crit to see if you do anything. you roll this a hit to the pilot no matter what neural consciousness associated with it. So that is a your opponent rolled something, and depending on how good they roll, you have to roll good. I'm like, great. But then it's compounding, like, okay, you have to roll three, that's easy. Five, not as easy. Seven, now it's you're at the 50-50 mark. And by that, that third, that third head hit is when I'm like, that's when I start seeing people either pass or fail most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. And that's when it starts becoming like,
1: Who's luckier than who? Who who hasn't had a Mech Warrior go night night on the first headshot though?
2: Oh yeah I know I have. And and I had one game recently where, where I gave somebody five pilot hits in one turn and they made every single one of Whoa. them. Whoa. Yes. Incredible. My my whole point between headshots and tacks are that I hear the table cheering when the double six is rolled way more often than the double one. Like really people get excited about headshots. It's <laughs> it's an exciting yes, moment. People. Yeah, people, people that are it, not
1: Dustin. I love those tags. I see those snake eyes. I'm like, "Ooh, baby, yeah, getting some goodies."
2: <laughs> but something about hitting the head of the mech, and and it just it it gets people at the table excited. Maybe not the person who's getting hit in the head sometimes, mm-hmm. but most of the time they're like, "Wow, that was that was pretty uh, that was pretty amazing."
1: I'll agree. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a better a better feel feelings curve to the headshots as opposed to the tax. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give it that much
2: tax have a more general disfavorable feeling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I think, I think they're important, but I think that they're more, more, what's this, uh, would we say NPEs that the negative play experience negative experience? Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get more of that with attack than you do with the headshot in my opinion. Two engine hits at the beginning of a game is bad, especially for, for intro tech type things where some of them only have 10 heat sinks. Yeah. So if you take two engine hits at the beginning, there's yeah. nothing you can yep. do. You walk until you shut down and then <laughs> when you
0: cool until off again. You shut down, yeah, which is true. true.
1: <laughs> we yeah. got to power down to cool off. Yeah. So I think the consensus is, is that we like headshots a little more than we like tax.
0: I don't want to say I like them more, but I put them into the- I hate them less. My problem okay. is the headshot. Like there are strategies around exploiting both of these, and mm-hmm. you, you, Dustin, are the oh, enjoyer yeah. of both of these. Like just put as many <laughs> m- null damage, non-applicable damage, you know, shots, and just hope to get lucky. Fish for it. Fish. I'm a gambling fishing man for the negative play experience.
1: It just it just makes the meat between my ears release the chemicals.
0: In a real world experience, shooting you know a pistol at a tank doesn't work. But if you shoot a thousand pistols at a tank,
2: <laughs> then one of those shots might
0: might.
1: And you said you shoot a thousand pistols, and I'm seeing them. The pistols are being fired <laughs> out of the guns. A thousand pistols <laughs> fired at a tank.
2: All right, you're, you're too tired, Dustin. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> I don't want to get into the how would we fix this. We're not there part. yet. Yeah, but we're not there yet. Yeah. They are part of the game that makes it a simulation, but also a
1: war game. All right, Bezel, December six, two thousand thirteen, <laughs> on the board game BattleTech forums, said to me, "The randomness of the game is what makes it fun. Remove too much randomness, and you might as well just play a game of chess." We'll reference that later. Let's move on, perhaps to initiative, which can turn itself into another negative play experience. I know that I have, I feel like I have good initiative dice. So I have definitely played games where I lost initiative on the first turn and then won it for the next eight turns. And that makes me feel sorry for the person on the receiving end of that. So
0: the problem is, is like initiative dice, the dice don't care if you won the last one.
1: Your odds are the same every time.
0: And that's the thing about the initiative is yeah, it is it is literally if
2: you're playing one you know one v1, it is the most fair thing in the entire game.
0: And is the most you- unfair because of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it really is. It's one rule, one roll to rule them all. I know there's really popular replacements for initiative. We got initiative decks. Other war games use chits and bags. I feel like this is the most easily repairable negative player experience so we can
2: see like i i don't think that the initiative role needs to be fixed like it's just it, it is the even thing what i might agree needs some work though is li- like what they call front loading initiative mm-hmm. you know, that the, when you've got unbalanced forces how that works out that i could see might need some work Possibly. But as far as even numbers of units, I, I think the initiative roles are just fine. Yes, sometimes sometimes you lose every single role, and sometimes that means that you lose the game. But other times, like I, I played with some of our our, uh, our Discord listeners, and I, uh, I won initiative nine turns in a row, and I still lost the game. Not because I'm a bad player, but because he played super well, even with losing initiative. There, there are still tactics that you can do when you lose initiative to make it not quite as bad
0: no okay but it is definitely fighting uphill and you're like oh yeah it is oh, yeah. and
2: and then when you win it's it's an even greater endorphins release <laughs> and, and if you lose at least you've got like like the reason why you know I played well but but I lost initiative and it was an exciting battle but I just couldn't overcome that you know that one thing so it's it's you know it's your attitude how you look at the at the game at the end i can see losing initiative every single turn can get very frustrating though i i mm-hmm. absolutely understand that where it just doesn't seem fair although again it it is the most fair thing in the game like it, it is it's just
0: would it, it be more fair happens. if it was this turn i win next turn you win then we alternate. no that'd
2: be horrible i would hate that
1: <laughs> it would be totally fair but it'd be less exciting yeah too predictable not fun yeah the the uh
2: the fix i think to that is to just play more games like the the odds are going to even out uh it, as you play more games
0: no, no, i like, the, I like- the, the perfect balance is assaults go first <laughs> then heavies then mediums then lights <laughs> and, and, roll and we roll based on punch. lights back then
2: lights can go last and then first so they yeah, get to move yeah, twice exactly. that's right yeah. they
1: did figure out i did, it I did out.
2: actually enjoy how hbs did their did their initial yeah, no, exactly. it was really like, nice that
0: was the problem we we tasted what oh man <laughs> that's actually good like my light mech specialist can go last and is has lower chance of getting shots. when you, lights were relevant for most of the game
1: yeah when you when you ends that turn in the rear arc of the the, the <laughs> atlas and you get to shoot and then you get to shoot again and then move. When you took that one specialist thing that would let yep. you reverse the order of shooting good. and moving. Ah, so it was good. Yeah. All right. Initiative. Just play with the initiative deck. That's my solution.
2: Even that, like it, it doesn't matter because you're going, some days you're going to lose every single one. Some days you're going to win every single one. I agree. It's frustrating.
1: It's frustrating.
2: Except for when it's not.
1: So we started with tax. Those are the worst headshots. We hate them less initiative, losing it every, every turn in a row. I hate that less than those other two. Well, how about you guys?
2: I Again, I, I have no problems with the initiative. Okay. All right. I I, hate- I have a problem with the unbalanced units. Like, like when you've got you know, 10 mm-hmm. guys on one side and six guys on another, like when, when do they go? I know what the rule book says and I play it that way. Mm-hmm. I, it I, feels I don't worse. think it's the most. Yeah. I, I think that causes more frustration for some people.
1: Where yeah. you move your doubles first and then you go to your singles later as right. opposed to the other way around. Yeah, it makes the winning better and the losing worse. Yes. Doing doing unequal movement that way. So as far as negative player experiences that people hate, I think we're going to go up in hatred here with the T-SIMP cannon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have you here has used a t-semp against a there's opponent.
1: an infamous i think there's a game that lives in infamy and josh do you want to talk about it it wasn't me i thought i i thought i brought something with t-semp oh no, it's not oh
3: uh,
2: my poseidon has a t-semp and i i've, I've used that and and have used it to <sighs> t-sems are weird man
0: <laughs> i refuse to use t semps because of what it can do I also don't like them like in principle, but I think that's because of what they can do. My problem with the T simp really is the fact that anytime I fire it, I get the
2: the, <laughs> the you know, like the tier one effects of it. Plus one to hit. Oh boy.
1: Yeah. I've I've maybe it wasn't you. I've I've T simped somebody and shut their mech down and I'm just like, oh that's rough. <laughs> that's real rough.
0: It may have been Kurt, because I did hear about this. So T-SIMP is a product of essentially the Dark Age, which is the T-Stream Electromagnetic Pulse weapon. And essentially, you fire it, and it's almost like a PPC, except it does no damage, except on, except on an 8-Up, it shuts down your mech. So from the hit to the end of next turn, you are shut down. That's brutal. That's brutal, which means you don't get one nor two physical attack phases. You don't get a single movement phase or weapon attack phase, which means you are.
1: And you're immobile.
0: You are immobile. You are minus four. Minus four
1: to hit.
2: Pretty rough. Which is worse than, like, I think heat weapon. Heat weapons are, like, they do the same thing. You can get shut down by a heat weapon, but it is so not, it's not an either or. Like, it's not just a, okay, I'm going to roll this. If I get an eight, you shut down, mm-hmm. which is what a T T-SIMP does. Yeah. And it's just I- like, like, Dark Age, right? It just, yeah. so it's many things. dark age things came out that are just wrong.
1: It seems to me that the, the things that have binaries, especially when they're really harsh binaries, the, the through armor crit either crits or it doesn't. And sometimes it crits worse. The headshots, there's like more of a slope. There's a, there's more of a bell curve of things that can happen. T-SIMP less options. It's just, it, if you hit with it and then you roll your aid up, it's rough, and maybe that makes it more hated. And the punishment is severe—a shutdown mech for a shutdown mech. The T simp is four hundred and eighty-eight battle value. That's how much you pay for that. You pay. You strap a stinger onto the side of your mech, yeah. and you take a T simp.
2: I'll take a T simp over a stinger any day.
1: Yeah. So, the the famous or infamous clan ERPPC is only four hundred and twelve battle value. Clan large pulse laser, uh, a deal at two hundred and sixty five battle value.
2: Yeah, and on most mechs, a clan ERPPC can just ruin your day with a three percent
1: chance. Mm-hmm.
2: Every you know, and you get to shoot it every turn. Whereas a T is still, you can only fire it every other turn.
1: But it's like a forty five percent chance of ruining your day.
2: Well, no, that only shuts you down then mm-hmm. doesn't mean an insta-kill, whereas a clan PPC to the head is an insta-kill on most mechs.
1: I feel like getting shut down is kind of... It's worse. not an insta-kill. Well, your opponent does have to waste the fire to kill the mech, so it's not quite a head cap, but it's still...
2: In a 1v1, I understand, but yeah. if you're doing lance on lance or bigger, then it's not as important.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or it's not as instant death. How about that?
1: Sure, sure. So t-simp negative player experience kind of it can take some work away from you i guess
0: it's the fact of this is a unit i took and for x percentage of the turns will play that night or evening or whatever unit might as well not exist in fact it's almost dead weight it got hit by the t-simp you rolled well and it shut down for a turn i'm like great
2: definitely don't like the idea of wasting your your battle value
0: that's no. what i'm getting i can calculate how many turns of battle tech i get per month how many per yeah. i get per year and the number of turns turns not even games turns that i get that i'm not doing anything make me frustrated that i'm like i have to drive and like okay Time per driving, time per planning list, time per painting models, buying models, and then putting it on the table to get either a tack headshot or T simp or lose initiative. And like, great, I might as well have not taken that at all. Like that was useless. And that might be the millennial like war gamer in me. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. That might be the world, you're opening that up. <laughs> I will. I will crack that can of millennial war game. It's like. Bro, I have a job. (laughs) Which I have I I hate to say I've quoted that before, but like I have leaned across the table and was like, Bro, I get X nights a month to play. And if you are doing this to me? If you're gonna do semi-guided on a level three hill in the back of your map with one spotter, I will just pick up and leave and I don't even care about losing. That's not (laughs) what I could play this game for. I don't care about losing. I care about having fun. And I can lose while having fun. But if you're just this the one hell. rolling, I'm not rolling dice. If I'm walking and that's it, then that's not me rolling you're, dice. Then I will leave. You're,
1: you're what's-her-face your from The Matrix. You're like, not like this. Yeah. <laughs> not, not I, like I think this. the
2: sheer amount of numbers of games that I've played, I mean, my 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 number of games has definitely exceeded your number of turns, for sure, Like like by a lot. I, I think that does help a lot, be, because i've seen the i've seen the the curves even out because of that uh i've i've seen it happen so much both directions that 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 i'm like oh well if that's what happened to me this game i know that that's not gonna happen to me some other game because the odds say it won't So yeah, i i oh. think i think number of games is a big is a big contributor to this that's true oh i see your frustration josh i see your frustration oh, yeah.
1: we hear you I acknowledge, Yeah, Say I acknowledge. I acknowledge <laughs> your feelings. All right, as as this evening's sleepiest podcast co-host, I'm going to prod us forward to okay. cover narks and haywire pods. Uh, you're going to have to tell me about these. I have not used the narc haywire pod combo. These aren't as bad because
0: these just invalidate BV spent essentially. <laughs> okay, narc, especially like okay, I'm I'm shooting something at you. I have to get close. I have to shoot at you, which is roughly what T-SIMP does. And then I get bonuses for my shoot to hit rolls, whether it be, Mm. you know, cluster
1: or, you know. It doesn't matter. It's just a flat minus one to hit that target once they're haywired.
0: Exactly. I can do the... The, kind of the SBA thing of like, okay, you're obscured, you're out of line of sight. Well, I can still hit you. I can. It's essentially a spotter, a free spotter, or an Artemis. Like th- those are the two things. If I upgrade that to Iron I can use the different types of pods. Battle Mech Manual even allows like you know Haywire, which is cool. I'm throwing like not ECM, I'm throwing mech specific ECM, which means you're plus one to hit with all your shots. Now, if I throw oh. that onto something that doesn't have hands or has bad hands, you're just mm-hmm. stuck with like plus one. So if you're a poor you, Jenners and locusts out exactly there, exactly things that don't have good hand actuators, while there is the ability to brush these INARK pods off, and we touch on this on the special ammunition episode. Right, right. Like if you don't have the ability, like cool, that's two 10 ups or whatever to brush those off, and then there's an equal chance to hit your head. <laughs>
1: So Don't it's slap actually, yourself. Exactly.
0: So I'm like, I've hit you with that. It's now like, great. You might have paid for a 3-4. You're actually a 4-4. Four, four. Mm. So you have, in total, your list is like, what, 12% more expensive than it is.
2: I mean, it's just another, <laughs> bring bring ECM. Just just bring your own ECM and then you, neg- you negate that. Just keep that mech in the bubble.
1: Is this is this kind of a potential for a negative player experience, or is this a is this an observed anecdotal negative player experience for you or somebody else that you've mm. been playing with?
0: I feel like this is one that I regularly bring. Like I regularly mm-hmm. pack iNARC pods, and I'm like, I'm gonna take a haywire. And if they bring anything weird, like that I'm not prepared to, or I feel like is mm-hmm. them bringing a negative play experience to me, I will throw a haywire pod on them. It's like cool you try to screw me over i'll screw you over for real
1: quick it's just, just gonna put ecm on you so that, that sounds kind of fun though it does
2: i i like Inarks? i like i like that toolbox for like a special forces raven type mech um you know operating behind enemy lines whatever but again i i understand that's me flipping right back to narrative play mm. how it would work in a tournament i don't know that's not how i how i think about games that often. Um, but speaking of ECM, that does lead me to one where I do have had specific bad feels yeah. uh, in, in gameplay. And that's um, when I, because I used to be a C3, like I used to be very interested in C3 because it just sounded so cool. And I, yeah, right, the DC has so many EC, uh, uh, C3 mechs. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to spend a lot of time building not only C3 lances, but C3 companies yeah and then one of the first times I ever played against somebody who who also used it a lot and uh-huh. bought e c m and suddenly it was just it was it's all broken they, they had a yeah. they had a fast mech with e c m they went right around the you know the guy with the masters you know the yep the t m m was too high, and my entire network was shut down for the sure. whole game and that that felt bad because if you're not using the e c c m rules that's it. There's, there's no, like your, your C3 has been countered. Congratulations. Yeah. Like there's nothing you can do about it aside from, from eventually take out that super fast mech who you just can't shoot. Yeah. And while you're trying to shoot him, everyone else is destroying your, your uh, Lance, because it is under battle valued Mm -hmm. because you spent so much on, on the, uh, the C3. So, yeah. Yeah. I, Obviously, I've got some some pent up some some underlying bad
3: feels about this.
1: I, I feel like the um, the way ECM turns itself into, especially with ECM and C three I and C three, like you're talking about, it turns itself into a negative player experience. Because we definitely talked about this plenty on our ECM episode. If you've listened to that, but I think the way that it becomes a negative player experience is the rock, paper, scissors of it. Mm -hmm. We want some rock, paper, scissors in our war games, but not too much of it. Like right. Advanced soft counters
2: are great. Hard counters are bad feels. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just such a hard counter. It just locks it all down. And it, yeah, it's a negative player experience.
2: Yeah. There's no way to counter the counter. So like if, if, it comes to the point where oh, everybody brings at least one mech with this with this relatively cheap and light piece of equipment that just negates your whole strategy every time.
1: The rock to your scissors,
2: but the scissors are like super expensive, multi million dollar scissors, and the
0: rocks are just you know found out in your garden. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everyone took rocks before they knew what rocks were good for. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean. I want to take C3I like in its full, like what it was meant to be more. You, d- you have to have the ECCM
2: rules then. Exactly. So at least there's at least they have the ECCM rules for that situation. But if you're not using them, it's it's just, just bad feels. Agreed. All right. What's next?
1: We got artillery. We also covered artillery in our artillery episode. And we got some feedback. We got some feedback from players who were definitely saying that artillery can be oppressive. You know if you got a tag artillery wombo combo, you know it just it's picking units up off the table. Uh, I think this falls into that hard counter category again, especially for battle armor. It's just such a hard counter there's there's not a soft counter like you said. you just drop the artillery on the Battle armor and you just pick up the all the battle armor. So you don't get to do that part of the game where you're like, ooh, which trooper? Ooh, are you gonna get lucky and kill the troopers or am I gonna get lucky and spread the damage all around? Yeah, it's just still like rolls. <laughs> yeah, you just you, you killed them all. Thanks. I'll just take them off the table. All right. I drove out here for this. Thanks a lot. And then you've got copperheads, AC twenty delivery.
0: It's not delivery, it's the journal. <laughs> <laughs> because someone runs ahead and it's like oh boy i got no weapons high tmm and i got nothing to lose and everything to prove and they put one tag in that copperhead round that costs like nothing in comparison uh-huh. just like all right that's uh 20 damage to a leg with you know 18 points of armor or whatever oh boy crit oh boy hip you're down on the ground It's like great next one coming in CT rear it's like yeah no these aren't i don't want to say these aren't fun because everyone enjoys doing them but it's like when they happen it's mm-hmm. rough i i think artillery as
2: opposed to like c3 i think the more people use artillery and the more like everybody gets to know the rules i think it's it's less less bad feels i mean i mm. i still agree the battle armor just disappearing it's and i i've been on the receiving end and i've been on the delivery end I felt bad when I did it to someone and I didn't like it when they did it to me. And that's, that's my definition of an NPE.
1: Yeah. Negative is player it, experience. Is it,
2: I don't, I don't have fun doing it or getting it done to me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a lose, lose. Why are we doing this? It hurts yeah. me. It hurts you. I don't like it when I do it to you. I definitely but, don't like it when you do it to me.
2: <laughs> Artillery in general, I, I have no problems with. But deleting battle armor instantly mm-hmm. with no, you know, that's rough. You don't get a, you don't get a five up save. It's just gone.
1: Okay, we've got on the list here special pilot abilities and quirks. I'll oh, put this on Lord. here? Why?
0: I'm gonna go with me. I probably put this on here because technically, me and Denim's last game was completely <laughs> wrapped around the quirks that we got, and we, oh yeah, and for we chose sure. those, or I should say, we chose we use the special pilot abilities based on the cards in our blind boxes. So these are right, selected right. by catalysts for you know, flavor reasons and floor and narrative. Right. And so I had
2: an archer and I had both oblique <laughs> attacker and sandblaster. Like it was just until I ran out of ammo, which I totally ran out of ammo until then. I, I, I just hood. I was God <laughs> Yep, hit behind a level three where no one could see me. And I, I did a lot of damage. I mean, I ended up winning that game and -hmm. it was because of that combination. The only saving grace I have for the SPAs and quirks is that I know that somewhere on their list of priorities, catalyst is going to rework those. Oh, good. It's not, it's not this year. It's probably not next year, but it is on their list. They do know that they need some work done and it is going, Mm. they are going to be rewritten so I, I will reserve some judgment for when that happens, right, but right. For right now, like they're they, they are absolutely like not for serious play. Yeah. It is for your, it is for your campaigns. It is for, for like when you're just messing around with something like a, like, like a blind box where, where winning isn't really the, the priority mm-hmm. it's they're there to have fun with. They're not there to, to play a serious game with.
1: Yeah. Quirks are quirks are quirky. I yeah. don't, play with quirks a lot because i will admit that i tend to not end up playing narrative games i don't that's probably i don't dislike narrative play i just don't get to come out in a regular fashion so my Mm -hmm. my games end up being pickup games and stuff like that so in my head uh, if as soon as the spas and the quirks are in the game we're Boom! Narrative mode. So, oh yeah, these aren't NPEs so much for me, just because it's just I'm in that headspace where I'm like, this is a narrative game.
2: Yeah, they have no business being in a tournament of any sort at all.
1: So we talked about kind of rock, paper, scissors. We don't. We know we don't like hard, hard counters, right? And so we've been talking about a lot of. We started. We opened with randomness. You know, you got your Plinko board, you got your bell curve, you've got very predictable things. Um, white noise is just a kind of randomness that is relatively predictable. Pink noise is the same kind of randomness, and occasionally something crazy happens. Now, according to the internet and research papers that I didn't read, <laughs> pink noise is special for human brains. These are slot machines. These are two sets of uac 20s doing 80 points of damage this is through armor crits pink noise can elicit more of the juices that we like from our brains or perhaps make us more upset and i i think that's what we are looking for pink noise in the game because it is exciting when usually you're rolling hits usually you're chipping away at armor but every now and then something crazy happens. Some of them feel a little better because the pink noise happens, but what's the result of the pink noise? You roll the snake eyes, you roll the box cars. What happens because of that? You know, do you automatically die? Well, that's probably going to make you feel a little worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want randomness in my game of battle tech because, you know, like, like Beazle said, I'm not, I'm not playing chess. Chess is, has no randomness and it's one of the biggest war games in the west maybe that's not a coincidence but i also have played chess before and i don't like chess i've played BattleTech before and i do like battle tech
2: see i i love chess oh you I'm do a, okay. i'm a i'm a big like not like like competitive player like i was of course i was on the on the chess team in, in high school and stuff mm-hmm. so i did you know competitive stuff there but after after high school i didn't do competitive but i've i've continued to play chess throughout my entire life okay i do enjoy it and i have even referred to battle tech in chess ways because positioning is important but then you've got dice and that changes that changes everything you can do a lot with positioning but it really comes down to your luck and there is no luck in chess Mm-hmm. Like when, when the knight goes to take the, the bishop, you don't roll and say, oh yeah, well you tried to, but the bishop rolled really well and you, you rolled poorly. <laughs> so the bishop actually killed Surprise. Me. Yeah. 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 That doesn't so the, happen in chess.
1: <laughs> there's no pink noise in chess, but you still like it. I do. I yep. do. All right.
2: I mean, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd pick BattleTech. I would, but I like, I do like chess, but you're right. You're right. That, 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 uh, I don't get the same rush. As I do with Battletech, and it's that pink noise, which now I have to go do more research on because uh, <laughs> the, what you have said intrigues me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Uh, about that and uh and when you likened it to to uh slot machines i'm like oh yeah okay yeah like it doesn't happen often but when it does man that rush
1: and it and it has the noise slot machines have noise yep. you you win some you lose you win a little bit on some you lose a little bit on some blah, blah, blah. and can then you go, get that oh, one jack, Bam. Jackpot, big win pink noise yay exciting
2: luckily in BattleTech, i can i can be just as excited about my opponent uh headcapping my mech as as I am about headcapping his because it's just something exciting that happened in the game and that's what I look for in battle tech. It's exciting things happening. I don't care if it's my team or their team. I just want cool exciting explosion y things to happen.
1: Yeah. I think on the denim Josh spectrum I'm somewhere in the middle there are definitely times when I'm a little grouchy. A little grouchy that she scooped my gyro out and I still have armor on my mech. A little grouchy that you hit me in the face with a large pulse laser in my king crab just you just critted my cockpit out of my. I king I honestly
2: crab. think that some <laughs> of this has to do with the age difference between us two.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a it's.
1: Denim has lived it, and seen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are we looking to get out of each game of BattleTech? Problem, like mm-hmm. y- you've had enough BattleTech. Like anything you get now is. <laughs> oh I want yeah i be like i've reached <laughs> the statistical average amount of maximum like, battle tech i can get anything else is bonus at this point and i'm like i know how good i am like that's just <laughs> it I, there's no question that
2: that that i know how to play battle tech and i can play it well so that means that that i am not like i am not playing yeah i'm not being competitive for all of my games i don't have to be i can i can just play for fun and it is a, mm. it is a different mindset of uh, th- not having that question. Well, am I, am I better than this person or not? It doesn't matter anymore. Mm. In some ways that makes it a lot easier for me to play tournaments. The, you uh, know, in some ways it, it just ends up at the end. Nothing to prove, everything to yeah.
1: lose. Yeah. Denim has reached self-actualization, has ascended <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the next And point. this is why
0: I teach battle tech. That's yeah. true. That's true. You've got the doctorate tenure position, but I don't. I do, at least in classic. I, I've got it. Yeah, in Alpha Strike's traction. still new for me. <laughs> yeah. Alpha Strike's still new.
2: I haven't been playing Alpha Strike for forty years.
1: <laughs> God, it's coming up on forty, isn't it?
2: Next, well, Alpha Strike, I don't know, but classic, no, 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 is 40, but take- yeah, forty years is the big forty-year celebration next year. Yep.
1: Gosh, the thirty-fifth anniversary was just four years ago,
2: technically, <laughs> yeah. but it
1: feels like less than that. Do we want to? Quickly play my change it, remove it, or sacred. Sure. For all the things we've gone over. All right, rapid fire. Tax, change it, remove it, or keep it sacred.
2: Oh no, we're keeping it. I would love to change it. <laughs> you gotta say it too.
1: Oh, I said sacred. Yeah. Oh, okay. We said it at the same time. It's sacred. All right. So Leave I would I wouldn't
0: completely change it. I would just say like the worst thing is like one thing happens. Like if you <laughs> eight up, like it's a max one. Like there's no okay. like not there's no ten up or twelve it's just right. the max thing that can happen is one thing.
2: But then you can't blow off that arm and use it as... Oh, sorry. We're doing this fast. Yeah. We're yeah. doing
1: this rapid fire. Headshots. Yep. Disagree, it, keep on. it sacred.
2: <laughs> sacred for headshots. Absolutely. Super. It's it's yep. the big cheer moment in a game.
1: Uh, sacred.
0: I actually want to get rid of headshots.
1: Oh, just do away with it.
0: And, and All right. And, I know we didn't touch on this, but headshots and PSRs in general. Like, I don't want the 20 damage headshot or the 20 damage anymore. I like... or. I just want me to shoot. And if you have armor, you got armor. Like, uh, uh, that's great. This This is
2: super sounds like Alpha Strike to me. Blake is sending you straight to hell. (laughs) Blake Blake is is
1: sending you straight to hell. All right. Initiative. Change it. Sacred. Keep it. I got no problems with
0: initiative. It's sacred.
1: It stays. I'd change it. I'd like to change it.
0: I wish there was a modifier. Like, if you won the last one, like, there's something that prevents you. Like, it's harder to win. It's harder to win. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. win four in a row statistically
1: anymore. I I just like the I like the deck. If you if you bring more units, you're gonna win initiative more frequently. But you know which which units are on the cards in the thing, but you don't know which one's gonna move when. I like the way the initiative deck shakes that up.
2: I have no okay. I like the dice the way they are. I also like the initiative deck. I use that too. I just don't think either one needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. But I so, think optionally you can use either one i've got no problems with that all right
1: t simp remove
2: it change it it's fine it's fine that it's there but it anything that's it's an all or nothing like that you know yeah and eight up you get shut down i don't mind it being there i
1: would like (laughs) it tweaked a bit just get rid of it i'm I'm, on team remove
0: i'm on the when i look through dark age stuff i'm like cool this is roughly the equivalent of like a large laser PVC can we just give it like everyone turns to damage mode at post dark age and I'm like cool yeah let's just change it completely and say yeah it used to do that and now it never does there so are they, a lot
2: of dark age things that I just you know kind of <laughs> want the dark age to just disappear I don't you know, <laughs> I understand that they didn't
1: mm-hmm.
2: I I wouldn't be sad if it did just go away
1: okay all right remove ECM, change it. Is it sacred? C ECM and its interaction with C3I, I guess that if, interaction. If,
2: if by changing it means make, make ECCM more, more relevant than, than standard. The, yes. Change it. But okay. I don't mind it being there. I don't mind uh, C3. I just don't like the hard counter of one ECM kills it and there's nothing else you can do. So the ah. ECCM is the change I'm looking for, but uh you know, so change. I'm, I'm. You're on uh, team change. change it.
1: I play Merrick and you play DCMS, so it's safe. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, Josh. Josh. No.
0: I wish ECM wasn't the hard counter. I know C through I is like take the whatever range bracket. So I wish ECM was like take that bracket and t- take the next bracket, essentially. Like,
1: so change, 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 change. Artillery. Uh, I it, mean, I haven't personally experienced the, you know, tag copperhead thing. It's, it's,
2: it's the battle battle armor is the only thing I, I really have a problem with right now. Yeah. So I, I almost say, keep it like it is. Just give us time to see if we can come up with better, with better answers, a better meta for, for the battle armor. Mm, like okay. it might be out there. We just haven't discovered it yet.
1: Yeah. I'll just tweak it, tweak the, uh, Speak to things so they feel less bad, I guess. Mm. All right.
2: SBAs and quirks are
1: already being changed. They're already being changed. So yeah. I think everybody's team change on SBA and quirks. Yeah, no, no one is happy with those. Like no one that
0: is (laughs) no one that is fair and impartial that I would put as a you know arbiter for anything. I would put like, yeah, SBA's balance? Oh sure, cool. I don't trust you to do anything
1: ever. (laughs) All right. So we've come to the end of the change it, remove it sacred segment. We've got some, I see more I stuff. I don't think here.
2: there were any surprises in there
1: at all. Yeah. All right, folks, you can contact us on Facebook at the MechBay podcast. You can also send us your hate mail at the MechBay podcast at gmail.com. Shoot us a message on discord. You can find our discord link on the internet. Jeez facebook we have an instagram Show notes
0: of every episode
1: (laughs) yep and the show notes uh hit up our instagram and slide into our dms over there as well and thanks to you all we were able to get our cockpits detailed by a local crew and thanks to our patrons we were able to pay for the med med bay bills that they incurred after they cleaned out our cockpits I'm not usually a mech foot guy, but the blood-ass feet really do it for me. Those are good-looking feet.